Hey, moms in business, welcome to the podcast that educates, encourages, and empowers women. I'm your host, Angela Fazio, and I'm committed to bringing you great business information, amazing guests, inspiration, and a godly perspective. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by The Forum Coworking and Events in Chandler, Arizona. It's a great co-work space where people can meet clients, conduct business, um, have private events, or just have fun. It's also sponsored by East Valley Connect Facebook Group. It's connecting Phoenix East Valley community and local businesses. My guest today is Jenny Seeger. She has an organizing company. Oh my gosh, you people need this. You're going to be just floored with uh, how she made a very profitable and rewarding business out of just being organized. So let's start the conversation. Hey, Jenny, how are you today? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to let our audience in a little bit into your life. And so um, it's Hey Moms in Business. So let's start with your kids. Tell us all about your kids. So I have a 10-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl, and they are both first-degree black belts. So I'm very proud of that. That is incredible. <laughs> that is incredible. We're going to talk about that more. But what is your what is your son's name? His name is Jacob, mm-hmm. and my daughter's name is Allison, but we call her Allie. Allie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, my niece is, goes by Allie. It's so cute. I, I like love that. It's short and sporty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, short and sporty. So Okay, so let, actually let's talk about it now. Tell me why karate, and how did they, how did they even start that? So my husband is very into martial arts and has always wanted our kids to, to do that. And so uh, when my son was, I believe, five or six, um, I got him into a summer program and we just fell in love with it. And then my daughter watched him and wanted to be just like her big brother. And so we've been doing it for, oh gosh, almost four years now. And so, I mean, they can do aerials and twirl really? around weapons and yeah. They're, can you? No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh-uh. The closest I get is Indian leg wrestling. That's about <laughs> as close as I get. So um, that's really a disciplined sport. Like it that really takes is. a lot. You were describing to me, I think, the testing for the black belt. Mm-hmm. Let people know about that. Oh, man, it's it's hard. They, they had to put together um, a presentation, and they had to go up on stage in front of hundreds of people and speak. Um, and they had to put together a personal form to music and do that on stage in front of everybody. Um, they had to have a scrapbook and um, an essay they wrote and everything. There's just a lot to it. And so it's not not easy. Like they really had to work hard and be disciplined. They have to hold an AB average at school. Um, so they expect a lot out of them, which is great. For That's crazy. Is that parent. true no matter what studio, studio you're at or is it? You know, I've never been to any other studio, but um, we really love the studio that our kids go to. So that's crazy. Awesome. I honestly cannot see any of my kids committing like that. Maybe my youngest one, maybe. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. It's a lot. They love it, though. They love going to class, yeah. and it's just, it's worked for us. So Yeah, if they love it, then they'll persevere, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so um, besides karate, that's got to be a lot of time. Do they do anything else? So for the longest time, that was our main um, our main focus, just because when they were working towards it, it was that we were there like six days a week. But oh my now, um, you know, my son, it's kind of slowed down. My son is starting um, guitar and baseball. So we're, we're working on that. He's a little nervous to start baseball because he's really good at karate. And so he's back to square one with baseball. Um, so yeah, he's working on that, but, um, my daughter will get her into something soon. We're kind of focusing on him a little bit right now. That's very cool. 
That's nice to hear. So um, you own a business called AZ Organize Her, which Mm -hmm. is so cute. That name is so cute. And so give us some history and some background. First, tell us about the business um, because we want our audience to know what you do. But then give me some background about that. Okay. Um, I do residential home organization and redesign. So uh, my philosophy is um, helping people to love where they live. Women in particular, I'm very passionate about helping busy women like myself, um, who are overwhelmed with life and possessions and home and kids and everything. I really love um, helping them get their home to a place where they can you know, be calm and do what they need to do in life. So that's, that's uh, what my business is all about. Um, I started, it's, it's been about a year and a half that I've been in business, but I've been organizing my whole life. Um, so it really is just, you know, second nature to me. Uh, but um, I, I just, I love it. It's, it's a lot of fun and so tell me, give me some of examples um, of what you're organizing um, and how, and particularly once it's organized, how you teach people to keep it organized. Yes, yes, that's a big thing because organizing and staying organized are two very different things. So I come in and I and I do the organizing for them. Um, so I do pantries, kitchens, um, closets, uh, offices, kids' rooms, playrooms, all kinds of different spaces around the home. I've done a few garages. Um, and so what I do is I first, the first step is getting rid of the things that they don't need and love, um, and then taking what's left and figuring out the best way to set up a system and um, to make the most efficient use of space with, you know, the way their home is. Um, and then I will often either I will do the shopping myself or I will have the client go out and get products um, to help organize the items that they do have. Um, so they're easier to use and easier to keep that way. Um, but maintenance is definitely a big part of, uh, what happens when I leave that's for them to do. Um, you know, they go to the grocery store and they come home and they have all their stuff. A lot of times they have to, you know, dump it into the basket, but that saves space for the future. So they just have to keep up on that and be disciplined. And so I give them, you know, tips and tricks. Okay. Okay. And so do you train kids? (laughs) (laughs) you know I can talk to the kids about it and I've worked with kids before and actually um working just myself and the kid um the parents are always so relieved because they will get rid of so much more Mm -hmm. when it's just me working with them um and so kids are hard though because they need a lot of repetition (laughs) they yeah they're just hard in general (laughs) but yeah they they need a lot of repetition so it's something the parents really have to be consistent about and continue um, in, within the home, just as it is for themselves. I love, if I had my way, everything would be in a place mm-hmm. and it would always get back to the place. Mm-hmm. I have six children <laughs> oh, and man. I am the only one who does in it. my house who cares about order. I feel Everyone yeah. else is good with <laughs> I chaos. Yeah. So I gave up. I sing that song, let it go, <laughs> let it go daily. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's hard when you're the only one, and I, I totally feel you because I'm in the same boat. Um, my kids and my husband, they are not organized, and so I do the majority of it. But I, you know, I'm trying to teach them um, over the years, you know, especially my kids, you know, to really instill that um, needing to have a, a mm-hmm. nice, clean space to live in because um, it feels good. And they, they, when we get their room to that, you know, it feels good, but it's that maintenance that's hard that's teaching mm-hmm. them how to keep up on it. So I'll tell you what, it does rub off because my um, third son, David, is in college and he now sends me pictures of his roommate's stuff. Like he keeps everything <laughs> really nice and neat. And I'm like, way to do that when you leave the house. 
<laughs> He's actually probably the best one of all six of them. But yeah, yeah. Well, funny enough, I growing up was not the cleanest person. I was messy. And even my college roommate would tell you that she was cleaner than me. But I loved cleaning it up. I yeah. love the process of getting it. You know, I used to rearrange my room like every week probably and, you know, make it look pretty. So I just, I, I don't mind a mess so much, but I do like to get it cleaned up uh-huh. also. And I love that feeling. I do too. I love to purge stuff. Mm-hmm. So feels good. I don't, I'm not a hoarder, but I will tell you that I've had to help two hoarders move. Have you? And, um, and boy, is that gratifying to get that stuff out of there. I'm like, I you bet. don't need that. You do not need 17 black T-shirts. Pick two. Right? <laughs> we Possibly. can live with so yeah. much less than we really think, you know? I know. It's so true. So uh, your your business is uh, greatly needed. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, I can organize my own stuff and I can purge other people's stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know if, I don't know if I could do that. For other people, you mean? Yeah. You know, I actually enjoy it better than organizing for myself. I don't know what it is, but something about going into a brand new space that I haven't looked at over and over, like, oh, I think right. that's part of it. And I just, I, I like going in there and being like, okay, let's just get this where it needs to be. And Okay, pressing question. Do you immediately, when you put your shoes away, do you put them in a, first of all, do you put them in a box <laughs> or a container? <laughs> when my husband hears this, he's going to laugh because... No, I'm really bad about my shoes. I just kick them off right <laughs> under my purse. Confessions. From Confessions. Jenny. Yes. I have a basket for them. So when people come over, you can you throw know, them in the basket. I can throw them in the basket. But on a daily basis, you know, you got to do what's easiest sometimes. Okay. Because I was going to ask you, because I'm spatially retarded. I am. So it takes me t- at least two tries to get my shoes. You know, I have to put one heel this way and one heel that way. So it fits in. It, mm-hmm. I literally have to like concentrate to be able to get it first, mm-hmm. the first time. <laughs> so I just don't think I would be good going into someone's space and spatially been, being able to like put it together like a puzzle. Yeah. You know, it can be overwhelming even, you know, like they'll, my clients will ask me, is this overwhelming to you? And, and really in general, it's not like it is to them. But at first, you know, when you start pulling everything out, you're like, I'm in this person's house pulling all their things out. And it's, you know, it is a little bit like- It's personal. It's, it's very personal, yeah. you know? And so, but once I get to the point where I start sorting everything and seeing in my head, like where things should go and just what the finished project, excuse me, product will look like, I get really excited and it's like, oh, this part's fun, you know, and I can end up pulling off. So it's good. I'm telling you, we have audience members right now. Give me your phone number. (laughs) Give me your phone number. (laughs) Okay. So um, I will tell you that. One of the things when we were having a conversation earlier mm-hmm. that I was blown away by, and mm-hmm. you got to you got to tell me you got to tell me if this is really the truth that <laughs> you spent ten years planning to open your business. Yes, so I actually uh, have a degree, a master's degree in education, and was a teacher for five years, um, and I left that business to become a stay-at-home mom, which is what I always really, really, really wanted to do. And so I knew I was going to be staying at home as long as my kids were um, not in school. And so I was telling my husband the whole time, like, I just, I need to do something different. I, this, this isn't doing it for me. I need to do something different. And so, you know, I knew, I mean, I've always been obsessed with organizing and I've always, you know, done it in our own house and it would drive my husband nuts. He's like, you've got to make this your career so you can get it out of your system on other people, you know? But, um, yeah, so I started thinking about it and started like 
you know, getting books on it and researching it. And I, you know, called um, organizers in the area and met them for lunch and just grilled them. <laughs> like, is this really a thing? Because, it, you know, people don't think it's a real thing. I still to this day get like, do people really hire people to organize their homes? And I'm like, yeah, just like you would hire a house cleaner or a, lawn, a landscaper or, a, you know, somebody to do your taxes. You know, a lot of people just don't have time. It's, you know, not that they can't do it. It's just that they don't have the time. And I do have a lot of clients that can't do it. They can't quite figure out what to do mm -hmm. or have a hard time letting go of things. They need somebody to kind of be a leader and say, you know, this, you need to get rid of this or right. you don't really need this. Um, but it's just people are busy. Yeah. People work. And it's true. There's just not enough time. It's, it's absolutely true. Um, I will tell you, I'm just going to tell you the short story because it's so funny, polar opposite, <laughs> how we started our first business, which was a real estate company. We were actually, my husband and I, was we were running a team, and we had moved from Ahwatukee to South Chandler, and there wasn't, um, we were a West USA agent, there wasn't a West USA office near us, and we called up, Chuck called up the owner and said, hey, could you put a, um, an office down here by us? Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, why don't you open an office? And we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got my broker's license and we started like literally you'd spent 10 years planning. We were like 10 minutes. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> so, so totally opposite. Wow. Yeah, that wow. would make me very, oh, okay, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I think it's so cool how God wires us all so differently mm -hmm. and then allows us to bless each other with our different talents. Yes. Yeah. We drive our staff crazy because we jump in with like two feet, but mm -hmm. we're getting wiser over time. We hire people like mm -hmm. you who care about details and care about planning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you actually wrote a book and I it's did. a kid's book. It's called why is mommy so tired, which is fantastic. Tell <laughs> us about that a little bit. So, uh, when I was a stay at home mom and in the middle of, uh, you know, overwhelm and just chaos, I, my husband and I actually, and it was, it was his original idea. Um, the idea that's in the book um, which is the real reason behind why parents are really so tired. So I won't give that away. Um, but he's like, that would make a funny book. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And so I actually just sat down one day and I was like, okay. And it just all came to me and ended up writing it. And I shared it with him and I shared it with my mom. And both of them were like, wow, that's actually really good. And I'm like, really? You think so? And so we just happened to be watching the news uh, one morning and a, a lady named Natalie Starfish was on the news and she um, had published her book uh, through an independent author and was talking about it. She was at Changing Hands Bookstore and I was like, oh, I should go meet her. So long story short, <laughs> did my research and went and contacted her and um, talked to her about it and she told me how to, how to do it. So I sent in my uh, my manuscript to this publisher and about two weeks later and as an independent publisher they got back to me and said yeah that's that's great let's let's do it so cool that's what happened yeah I um I was telling I was telling you that I wrote a book too now yours is a children's book and it's super cute you can find it on Am you. Amazon um but that is probably when when I when Chuck and I wrote our book it came out very quickly but that's one of the things I did plan because I didn't want it to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I look back on mine, I'm like, I should have done more. <laughs> I should have planned out more. You can do another one. You can do another one. I could. I could. So that's really cool. Um, another thing that uh, I wanted to talk about today is um, you have struggled with anxiety. Yes. And I think a lot of women need to hear this because um, one of the reasons I love this show so much is because we get to talk to an audience that hears something and is inspired. 
hears about some how people overcame obstacles and they are like, I can do it too. And very often, um, there are women out there struggling with one thing or another. And when we talk about it on our show, they're like, wow, I'm not the only one. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk through that a little bit. Yes, uh, my anxiety is something I'm very open about just for that reason, because I feel like everybody that I talk to, it seems like, oh, me too, you know? And especially women, because um, there's a lot that's expected of us. And um, so, you know, I I think what through, I've, I've always been a, a very anxious person, even as a young kid. Um, and then, you know, I think it really went into high gear once my kids were born. Um, and so I think that's when I first started realizing I need to do something about this. I had a couple of panic attacks that sent me to the, you know, the hospital that I, I thought it was something else. I thought it was a heart attack or something. And, you know, they didn't find anything wrong with me and come to find out just through, through a lot of different ways that it, it had to be anxiety. And so I was in denial at first about it, of course. Um, but I decided to go talk to a doctor and I went and talked to a psychologist and everything. Um, and it helped so much. Um, they put me on some medication and just gave me some tips and tricks to, to deal with it. Um, how to spot it coming, um, know your triggers and how, once you, you know, recognize that, how to stop those thought patterns that create that anxiety. And so really it's just figuring out you know, ways to keep those um, unrealistic thoughts going through your head. Mm, I, you know what? I I absolutely cannot wrap my mind around why people have a hard time admitting that we have problems and we yeah. have issues. Absolutely. Why Why does that embarrass us? I don't know. It shouldn't. I, I'm it not shouldn't. embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed I'm whatsoever. Not I walk in and I tell all my bad mom stories to everyone around me <laughs> so that they can feel like better human beings. <laughs> I, sometimes I'll walk into work and I'll be like, my son is such a beep. <laughs> we need to, we need to like lay off each other and lay off ourselves. Absolutely. Every single person out there is dealing with one thing or another. And if they say they have no problems and everything's great, they're lying. Yeah. Right. I agree. So I, agree. I just want to encourage our audience. If you're dealing with something, one of the healthiest things you can do, one of the unhealthiest things you can do is put it on Facebook. <laughs> Let's not do yeah. that. But you know what? Start with someone you really trust and Talk it out. Talk yeah. it out. Once you see that that trusted person receives it well, then you can start to deal with it a yeah. lot better. I can't tell you like how much my relationships have changed, you know, with my husband and with my kids since I've started dealing with it. Um, and one of my best friends actually um, sat down and chatted with me about it once. And she's like, do I have it? And she was afraid to go ask the doctor about it because she was mm -hmm. afraid what the doctor would think. I'm like, yeah, you need to go and get this figured out. And sure enough, and her husband even, you know, messaged me and thanked me that everything has changed since that See? moment. What a blessing. Trans I've got goosebumps. I got them. <laughs> I, and they're on my legs as well. But I'm going to tell you that um, my husband's my best friend. I mean, I just love him. I There's not even words to describe it. And one of the things that we did, we had decided early on to do for each other is if I, transparency, if I have a thought or a feeling, whether it's justified or unjustified, we agree I'm allowed to say it. And he, this is both ways. And he will, maybe he won't understand it, mm -hmm. but he will respect it as one of my feelings. Mm -hmm. What a liberating 
agreement. So even yes. if I know I'm being irrational, just the other day, we, we practice it all the time. Um, just the other day I said, I am having a feeling, I'm going to tell you what it is. I know it's ridiculous, but I'm having it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you what it is. And do you know how like the, the washing of just like, of love and comfort that you know you can say, even when it sounds so stupid or so mm-hmm. unfounded, that you can say it out loud and they receive it, right? And it's a weight off your shoulders too, yeah. you know? I mean, my husband and I have gotten to that point too where we, you know, can talk openly about it. And so, for example, say like on the weekends, um, one of my triggers is, you know, the TV's on, the radio's on, the kids have their stuff going on, and it's loud and just too much stimulus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows that now. And I'll say, I just have to go sit in our bedroom for a few minutes by myself. And and honestly, if I just do that, I come out and I am in such a better mood mm-hmm. than if I, in the past when I didn't really recognize that's what it was. Your head would spin around. Yeah, and I'd yeah. be yelling and mm-hmm. it just, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good. So it's, it's really a good thing if you can recognize anxiety and deal mm-hmm. with it. Well, that's awesome. I love to hear that. Um, and I hope some, somebody out there is like, okay, I'm not going to be embarrassed anymore. I'm going to talk about, it. it doesn't have to be anxiety. It can be anything that you're holding in because you don't feel like you can talk about it right? Absolutely. So let's get back to your business really quick. What were some of the most challenging things about, well, never mind. you're prepared. I already got that <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> but what were some of your challenges? And if you say I didn't really have any, it's because you prepared for 10 years. <laughs> no. <laughs> or the I rest still, of us humans. <laughs> some of my biggest challenges, honestly, are putting myself out there on social media. I have a really hard time. I'm not that great with technology and just, you know, making videos of myself or pictures of myself and putting it out there. I don't know. I just, I really struggle with that. And so I've had to kind of, um, she's really cute. I don't know what she's talking about. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I've had to get to a point though, where, um, you know, I look at what other organizers do and compare myself and, and not compare myself basically. Um, and just be myself because, um, you know, I have a friend who, who does this and I mean, she travels and has, um, you know, employees and goes on the news. And I mean, this podcast is a big thing for me to have to do, you know, cause it's just putting yourself out there is really hard for my, for me. So, um, yeah, I've had to just learn to not compare and just be on my own path and, um, just know that what I'm doing is what I do best and that I'm helping people. Oh my gosh, that is so wise. I, I hope you guys are listening to that. Um, the comparison game, that is a, you lose at the comparison Absolutely. game. There is always somebody, always somebody that better. you're going to perceive is better, whether they are or not. Mm-hmm. Better, prettier, skinnier, wiser, happier. It doesn't even matter. So the comparison game sucks. You shouldn't do that. Stop it. <laughs> and then um, the other thing, though, that's wise, and especially when you're in your own business, be excellent at what you do. Don't don't be a slacker and a, or a weenie, right? Yep. Do be excellent. Mm-hmm. That's a non-negotiable. But then just be yourself because mm-hmm. some people will like you and some people won't, and that's okay. And that is something else I've had to learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that you know not everybody, um, you know, will will choose you, and they you know have several people to choose from. They may choose one person for another reason, and that's that's fine. You know, the people who really need me will come to me. So that, that's true. You got to trust God in that. Um, what advice would you give? to somebody who says, you know, I would love to start my own business. And I have this talent. I have this skill. I don't even know where to start. Like you did say some things. You said some things like I bought some books and I read about it. Mm-hmm. And I found people who are already doing it and I talked to them. That's super wise. I sh- I'm glad I didn't do that because I wouldn't have. 
<laughs> but so you talk to people who are in the industry. What are some of the other things that people can do if they want to be prepared to open a business? I would say the number mm-hmm. one thing is you've really got to believe in yourself and have confidence. That um, was something I think maybe that's why it took me so long um, is just knowing in your head that that you are good at this and be able to present that to you know future clients. Um, you know, if you don't have that, you're not, you're not going to be able to sell yourself. And so I know that this is the one thing in the world that I can do and I love to do and I can do well. And so I just, you know, running a business is, you know, another part of it that I'm learning, but I know that what I'm actually putting out there is, is good quality stuff. So that's what keeps me going and just believe in yourself. If you know, fake it till you make it (laughs) if you have to. Um, but yeah, just, that's the biggest thing is confidence. It is confidence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And sometimes that just, just takes some time to build. I've been doing, I'll give you an example. I did a public speaking event yesterday. I had to pump myself up. I was like, what if my, what if my material sucks? What if people aren't going to like it? You know, mm-hmm. all of these things go through your head. I'm like, I know I'm good at this. Yep. I gave it the thought that in the preparation that I'm, I was supposed to stop, you know, stop talking to yourself like that. Yeah. And that's part of the confidence building too, that it never quite goes away. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can you can learn how to have more confidence and approach. If you don't have confidence in yourself, why would anybody else? Exactly. Exactly. So if people, oh gosh, I like shook the whole table. If people <laughs> want to get a hold of you and they want to learn about your services, how can they get a hold of you? So uh, people can go on Facebook or Instagram. I'm on either one of those and you can message me. That's probably how I talk to most of my clients is through Messenger. Um, but my phone number's on there. You can text me, call me. Um, my email, I have a website. Uh, just is it AZ Organize Her? Um, my website is, yeah, .com, yep. Okay. And so AZ Organize Her, um, all one word. Um, same with the Facebook and Instagram. And her is like literally, it's not organizer, it's organize her, her. H-E-R. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I have had a great time talking with you today. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you for your time. And um, please contact Jenny. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hey Moms in Business. Have a great day.